Here we are, for, for the first time ever, with uh, Chronicles of Darkness, Creepy Rashomon Marine Buffet, Werewolf the Forsaken, 2nd Edition, The Inagem Chronicles, Inagam Chronicles, Episode Zero, the inner, the, the, the overview, the introduction episode. The abyss. Yeah, okay. I am Devin, the storyteller, and the narrator, I guess. I mean, my voice is at the front of all these episodes, anyway. And to my left, we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Leo Kelly. Kevin playing Kaiser Vargas. And Peter as Fyodor Boleslavovich Patrov. Very good. So, here we are, listeners, with Werewolf the Forsaken. Um, as you may or may not know, I don't know if we have regular listeners, uh, <laughs> what we do is we run through the entire sessions of the game and then afterwards we record this intro and then we release the intro first um for for some reason there's probably a lot of good pros for why we do this so we have just gone through all of werewolf the forsaken second edition the Ingram chronicles and we are now here to talk about our thoughts on it so first thing to get through we didn't do six episodes for werewolf we did four because we kind of ran out of steam four episodes in and just weren't feeling it so we wrapped up um, but I believe we should first break in on what is Werewolf the Forsaken. Okay, so Werewolf is one of those three canonical white wolf uh, game lines from the World of Darkness. You know, Vampire, Mage, Werewolf. This is the core from both the Old World of Darkness and the New World of Darkness. Now known as the Chronicles of Darkness, now that Honest Path Publishing has taken over. Yeah, and in it you play the Tisha Werewolf. They're the descendants of Father Wolf that was supposed to be protecting the boundary between the spirit world and the flesh world. But way back ago, he, well, grew old, wasn't performing as well, so you guys decided to murder him because, you know, reasons. And now we had to take up his responsibility, protecting the real world from the spirits going in and trying to, you know, have fun here. That's roughly the backstory. Yeah. So, you're, I think you're born a wolf-blooded, right? Not Are you? necessarily. No, not necessarily, no. You're born a person. And something happens, and you turn into a werewolf, and then you go on a werewolf rampage when you turn the first time, because like, it depends on what moon you're born under. And then over time, you integrate with an existing werewolf pack, and there's a lot of high concept stuff that goes into that. Yeah. And it's not what moon you're born under, it's what moon you first change under. That, that's what I meant to say. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry. So, so like in the vampire head clans, over here you've got your auspices, which is, you know, that's the thing you're born under. Right to the moon phases. Yeah. And, Changed under. And then you've got your tribes, which determine what role you play in the society. What prey do you hunt? Yeah, how you factor into the pack. Because the pack is like the third thing away from the uh, <clears throat> the clan covenant setup. Yep. So all werewolves are part, and this is general, obviously, you might have loners, I don't care. All werewolves are part of a pack with a capital P. And Werewolf the Forsaken and the follow-up book, The Pack, spent a lot of word count uh, describing how to build a werewolf pack. Which is very different depending on how it's put together. Like some of them are just straight up like hunting lodges that have people, the uh, the subsplat called Wolf Blooded and uh, werewolves in it. Some of them are like video game companies. One of them is like a secret fire brigade. Um, you know, there's all types of different configurations for the pack. There's essentially a collection of werewolves 
and wolf-blooded and mortals, depending on how they lean, uh, that work together to safeguard um, werewolf society and take up Father Wolf's job. Yep. And your auspice, like your clan, and what covenant you belong to help inform how you are a part of that machine. And the book for Werewolf the Forsaken and the book for the pack give you nice guidelines for building a whole cloth pack full of NPCs that are related to you and other people and getting that all off the ground running. And we did that for this, actually. We built all the Werewolf NPCs whole cloth for this game together, uh, commun communitively. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And you can, as well as building a pack, you can also build the antagonist pool, as in the people you'll be dealing with early yeah. on. You can overbuy to buy uh, foes to fight. Yep. So... Um, for this game, no, we'll, we'll keep talking about General Werewolf, then we'll talk yep. about this game. Um, so Werewolf draws more inspiration this time around from stuff like Sons of Anarchy and crime drama shows, where you're a crime family working together, uh, and like strong bonds and stuff are super important. Yeah. Um, you know, there isn't that much of strong werewolf fiction as there was for, say, Vampire, we had things to draw from directly over here is... Yeah, I think that's to its benefit because introducing the out-of-monster themes to Werewolf really helped kind of liven it up and make it more interesting. Like, if you've watched Sons of Anarchy, and I kind of recommend you do, um, it's pretty well put together show stuff, uh, it paints a really nice picture of a functional crime family that has problems going on inside of it, but also defends its own, and fits pretty well into the cinematic... Uh, perspective of what America looks like for like an RPG. Um, stuff like, I don't know, maybe the usual suspects, where like it's all them trying to like tell different points of view of a story and like, you know, you have crime in the background that's kind of seeping in. Fargo with the different syndicates and stuff. Those all seem like very nice peripheral kind of little examples. Uh, there's other movies, there's movies in the book they call out like obviously Ginger Snaps and American Werewolf and X, because there are <laughs> two of them. Um... We actually watched Ginger Snaps for this, and that, that was actually a really good inspiration. Uh, the other one is a movie called, I think, The Pack, which is like a crime werewolf movie. <coughs> There's like a version of The Pack on Netflix, and it's about a bunch of dogs, so I don't know if you're thinking <laughs> of the right one. I downloaded a movie that we didn't get to watch that was like, it was werewolves. Huh. So I don't know which movie the book was talking about. I might have to double check that. It was talking about the dog one or the werewolf one. Yeah. There's also Dog Soldiers. Oh, Dog Soldiers, yeah. Shit. That's what, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, um, so Werewolf has a really high uh, dual world component to it. You spend a lot of time in the real world, known as the flesh, and you also spend a non-insignificant amount of time in the spirit world. Um, and the spirit world has spirits in it, and spirits are very anim animistic. They are like <coughs> things that exist here in the real world and kind of ape them and curate those kinds of uh, uh, domains. So like in the spirit world you'll see like weird things that are where lampposts should be and they're lamppost spirits. Or you'll see little like unevolved kind of fetal ungrown spirits of like trash cans or spirits of like rivers that aren't particularly strong like cricks, little creeks. We're gonna have those racing horses instead of trains. Yeah, giant monstrous machine racing horses that run across the land because they represent trains. Yeah. Or um you know spirits. Pardon? The Walmarts. I was, about, uh, I was about to say, what are they called? Allminders? I don't know. There's a spirit that represents Walmart-style stores, and they're called, like, Allhavers or Allminders. They're, they're, they're basically, like, huge crime bosses because 
they uh, dominate all the other local business spirits in the area. It's a nice, bright world of weird shit in it. And to get across them, there's this barrier called the Gauntlet. And werewolves can cross between the Gauntlet and the real world and the spirit world at their will with the access to various resources. Yeah, you need to be at the Locus or some yeah. other place of power. Uh, there's a, yeah, there are doors you can use to swap over. Yep. Um, World's Morality Track isn't monster to perfect person, like, say, vampire or mages. World's Track is basically you want to be in the middle in between being too spiritually inclined and too flesh inclined. If you're too flesh inclined, you can't shape change and uh, your life sucks. If you're too spirit inclined, you stop being a person and flip over to being a spirit. Neither one of these are permanent. You could actually end up uh, like going completely spirit or completely flesh and rehabilitate yourself back towards the middle. There's no fail condition yeah. with having a low morality track. You want breaking points towards either end. So, yeah. yeah. You can eventually rehabilitate yourself. So you don't have to worry about becoming an untethered rage monster or some shit. Like fucking werewolf. Like what? Werewolf. On your humanity or whatever the shit's called now goes down too low. You're not Come a player on. character anymore. Yeah, and the old werewolf. I'm sorry, I'm trying to say vampire. You're trying, vampire. To, say vampire. <laughs> I'm trying to say vampire. Even vampire, I think, you can rehabilitate back up, even if your humanity goes to Draugr and you become a mindless monster. You can actually be rehabilitated mm. back up. Apparently. But it's, like, basically impossible. Like They made it easier in 2nd edition. They made it easier for all this shit in 2nd edition, so it's not you, you get your character sheet taken away from you automatically. It's easier this time around. Like, even mages that go to morality zero can be rehabilitated back up. It's not a permanent thing. Yeah. As far as I know, from what I've read, that seemed to be the, the focus, to not just rip the character sheet away for stupid reasons. Anyway, uh, so the spirit world plays a big part in it, and there's antagonists. The antagonists of this are called the Itigan. That's why it's called the Itigan Chronicles. Um, and they're basically moon... They're spirits that are banished to the moon, and they're big, horrible monsters that have started coming back because of the Apollo moon landing missions. That literally is what set up them coming back. So if you're writing a game before the 1970s or 60s, um, you're fine. You don't have to worry about them because they're trapped on the moon. I mean, since we really played the mage, like they probably will be coming back quite quicker with all the mages opening portals to the moon because it's in their line of sight. And why wouldn't you do that? Because mages, we didn't know right from wrong. Even, <laughs> even when astronauts landed on the moon, the, a lot of spirits didn't hitch a ride on board the spaceship because they were suspicious of it. It took a few moon landings before they started coming back. Mm -hmm. So a mage popping in, probably not enough time for anyone to hitch a ride on him. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, they're, they're a big threat, you know, and they can make a game interesting, I guess. Um, Werewolf has... Other stuff? You also have, well, since you have a pack, you also have a totem spirit to guide your path, can be the sort of underlying team of it, I suppose. Yeah, that's there, that's cool. Yeah, because we're also all about getting boons from the spirits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so doing stuff in the spirit world and doing stuff for spirits and like doing stuff that's courageous or interesting or spiritually important. You get like these silver exalted tattoos on your character that's called Renown. And they're given to you by moon spirits, and it builds a legend about you. Yeah, so they're all about having glory in your life. And yeah, I think the only way to get those magical powers for the world, you need to go on the hunt and hunt something, you know, to get... Oh yeah, all bits. werewolves have to uh, engage in a monthly hunt. Um, or more frequently than monthly, actually, as you get more powerful. And that hunt binds the pack together, and it keeps you from becoming a rage monster? Well, you know, 
It's basically doing your job, doing the Siskodar. Going we'll, out. we'll get to the special turns. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to go out, hunt things, protect your territory because you're responsible for it. And there are some powers that say, hey, you need to perform this at least X amount of times, and so on, so you can benefit. So, it's very territorial. Yeah, so you're supposed to butt heads with other werewolves, your own werewolves, uh, monsters, other spirits and people and stuff. It's just supposed to be this kind of territory drama thing. Gang warfare. Yeah, you know, even corporate stuff too can be done, you know. Um, so werewolf didn't really work out for us, as you can tell from our tone and the fact that Kevin and Nicole have nothing to say. <laughs> There's really nothing to say about yeah. it. It was... Yeah, it lasted four episodes. We couldn't figure out anything to do. The, the city we were in really didn't work for it either, like, at all. There's Because there wasn't enough room to have, like, an, an enemy pack or other packs or any kind of politics like that. I think there I think there was room for that. If I really wanted, I could have included another enemy werewolf pack, but I just... Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about all that, basically. Yeah. So, like, werewolf didn't really work out for us. Um... I mean, uh, it, it didn't click with me. I've never picked up Werewolf before now, like before we started to run through this. And I've been trying to get into Werewolf since about Werewolf the Apocalypse back in World of Darkness times. And it seems neat, but Werewolf itself seems overly combat-focused, and that's always been kind of a turnoff. I mean, yeah, it's overly combat-focused, and none of us are characters are combat-focused at all. I mean, even if we built yeah. characters that were combat-focused, that wouldn't change that. I think I could like Werewolf. Um, the spiritually stuff, being more on that end, is more interesting than the being a gang and fighting things aspect. Mm -hmm. So, like, being in harmony with the spirits is more interesting than fighting them. Yeah, uh, doing the but, Exalted thing where you're dealing with, like, river spirit and gambling spirit and stuff, that yeah, sounds like, fun. That, all that stuff sounds really interesting, but it didn't work for this game. Werewolf could work for me, but not for this game. I think you just don't like it in general, but I, I mean, could like it, just not for this one. Yeah. The other thing about Werewolf is like, we retro all the powers to make our characters, and a lot of them appeared more bland than the ones from the other settings, I suppose. So like, there wasn't all that much to get excited about. Werewolves don't really need powers because they have the multiple forms going for them. And the, uh, exactly. But all of those multiple forms and strength, brute strength stuff relate to combat, basically. Like, like <clears throat> combat tracking. Combat and combat tracking. Like, like all the forms give you benefits for doing like physical stuff, like hunting and and some social. Like human form gives you uh, a good hiding in plain sight and perception stuff. And like wolf form gives you mobility, and dire wolf, wolf form gives you uh, a lot of power and a lot of uh, you know speed. Yeah. But like all of the werewolf stuff focuses on a combat. Um, you you get better regeneration to heal your wounds. You get better stats for damage, and your stat line shifts. And these things are combat isn't that combat isn't that engaging for us. Like. We end up doing rules and reading rules, and you'll end up cross-referencing, you know, maybe grapple, maybe conditions and tilts, different powers, how they interact, resistance attributes, uh, the way that if two supernaturals fight, one of them can resist the other and stuff. You end up looking at all these things, and they're all across the book and whatnot. But the problem is, is that will amount to maybe three or four rounds of a fight. And it seems like a lot of mental load for not a lot of payoff for me. And that's with, with 
the shape-shifting, where it's like, oh, you can go into, into super monster mode, which is Garou form, and you get all these huge bonuses, but all these huge bonuses, if you don't know about them ahead of time, or if you haven't been paying attention to them ahead of time, means you have to rework some of your character sheet and get new bonuses in your head and keep those ready, and, and then you want to keep in mind how if you switch to other forms, how that will change the context of the fight right now, and how it might change your numbers and alter your advantages, and maybe it'll alter what health level you're at, or what penalties you're at, or if you're more successful with the tilts. Like it, yeah. It's too much mental load and too much granularity for something that's not going to last more than three, four wheels around the fight. Um, yeah. Pro tip, take brawl, take high stamina. Yeah, you essentially need that to take advantage of the yeah. world and stuff. But um, for the powers, a lot of the powers, I, when I was looking through them, uh, some of them did actually catch my eye. But the problem is you're only allowed to pick ones uh, when they line up with your tribe and auspice or whatever. Uh, and they have to, there's very few options in each thing. Like it, it, you put one, you pick your tribe, your auspice, which will kind of wear through and you pick your tribe, which are your beliefs or whatever. And both of those limit what you can do. So, whereas like in Werewolf, like, it opens up options or vampire, I mean. yeah, exactly. So, like, um, in this, if you see a cool power you want, you have to go back and rewrite your entire fucking character, which is what actually what I ended up doing. I picked an auspice and a uh, tribe that I really liked and seemed to fit well for my character, uh, and then none of the gifts that lined up with it were anything interesting, so I had to go back and redo my entire character. To get more interesting gifts, yeah. which is quite annoying. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I made my character and I look for the most interesting powers I could get, and well, I can like, tell lies, make some binding off, I can control technology, and I can control the whole buildings and doors, and that's all of my powers there. Yeah, and yeah. like, um, yeah, with, with, with Mage, you can have. You're much more front loaded. Basically, any of the powers, you don't have to have like very specific ones. With vampire, you can have any of the powers. You don't have to have specific ones. Your what type of vampire you are doesn't really limit you, as much as werewolf does. Mm. Um, and even if the powers aren't as powerful as mage, because that's obviously not going to be as powerful as mage, it's still yeah. It just seems really limited. Um, if I could just pick any of the gifts for werewolf, um, it would have been a lot less annoying because. Yeah, I'm saying you have to basically go back and rewrite your entire character mm -hmm. if you do one thing wrong at the beginning and then you realize that all the other shit stuff is shit. And we should point out that you can buy this stuff later with XP, but character creation is kind of the more important part where you're just trying to figure everything out. You can't buy it later with XP. What? Like, you can buy more gifts or whatever, but you have to have the certain, like, your renown, so like, purity, glory, honor, wisdom, cunning is based on what auspice and tribe you have. So, and oh. what level you have in those determines what powers you're allowed to have. Oh. And then, like, it's a whole thing. I mean, thing. you can increase those, but you have to go on hunts and earlier like, glory and stuff. A bunch of different things have to line up. And also, um, it's still, you still can't buy whatever gifts you want because if you're, uh, like, if you're Kahalith, you're, or, or, or whatever, you're allowed to have uh, the gift of nature. If your auspice doesn't say you get to have the gift of nature, then later on, you're not allowed to fucking buy that shit. I'm like 98% sure that's how it works. You have to... Like, like okay, my, my character is allowed to have the gift of nature 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to have nature's gift because of the tribe or auspices I have. So I could, if I wanted, I could increase my renown and uh, or whatever, whatever of those other purity, glory, whatever, and buy other things under nature's gift. But I couldn't go and get a different power altogether because I don't have the option to select that. Like I couldn't start a new tree. Yeah, like technology or something like that. Yeah, I'm not allowed to buy the technology powers because I didn't huh. pick that auspice. It, you're not, never allowed to do it. You, ha you would have huh. to, uh, even if you buy up your auspice or whatever, your renown, um, you're not allowed. I guess you could change what tribe or not, yeah, what tribe oh. you're in, but. Oh, I guess, yeah, there are some gifts that are specific to various uh, auspices. I mean, it sounds like it's trying to do the exalted thing where they give you 600 charms, but, you know, your character will only really focus in, like, two or three trees of those, so it helps limit the decision fatigue, but I read through the werewolf powers. I don't remember a single one of them. I remember the one where you can go out into plants and spill some of your blood or other werewolf blood, and it makes the plants grow really super well, and I was like, oh, cool, I'm a drug character. I'll pick this. Oh. And I was like, okay, cool. But I was like, oh, wait, Cahalus don't have, and my, the, um, my tribe and auspice don't match this. I can have nature powers, but I'm not allowed to have this version of nature powers. That's kind of shit. So I was like, okay, well, what do I have to change to do that? And you have to pick Cahalus, which are all about being loud and telling stories, and Hunter and Darkness, which is all about being stealthy and sneaky in order to get that one specific gift. Being a Kahalith, um Hunter in Darkness, is the only way to get that power uh, at character creation. Yeah, your tribe and auspice really, really matter. Yeah, huh. like crazy super matter. Um, I'm hoping that's right. It would look like No, it is right. Uh, even later on, you can, like I said, I could go by, I could right now, if I wanted, buy whatever, I think it's Glory, that lets me do that garden power. But I would have to buy up that now. I would. I had no option to choose that at character creation. Uh, yeah, it, it's way more limiting than the other ones, where you can just pick whatever you want and go from there. I mean, nature's a bit of that with your inferior arcana, and uh, yeah. vampire has a bit of that with the vampire clan specific powers. Yeah. Like, but I get what you're saying. Those, those very, are like one each. Yeah, it's a very little thing where it's only. It's one also thing. way less mental load. Yeah, it's only one thing that it either bans you or one thing you can get, and also. What type of vampire you are um, doesn't matter. I don't remember. I mean, vampire it, it gives you preferential for very disciplines, and you don't really start with that many out of clan disciplines, unfortunately. So. Also, there are workarounds. Yeah. There are workarounds in vampire for learning those yeah. clan specific yeah. spells. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah like with vampire and uh, mage, what type of vampire or mage you are doesn't really matter. Um, made a little bit more so, but for the most part, it doesn't really matter. So you look at the powers first and say, oh, this is the power I want, so I'm going to pick that uh, mage clan or vampire clan, I don't know what they're called. Whereas in werewolf, what type of werewolf you are actually does matter. It changes how you act and like it changes how, what you think of and it gives you a, fun a fundamental power as well. Kahalith, um have fucking future visions, which is super cool. They have future dreams every night. I was like, that's really neat. And they're like the ones that uh, gather the story to the story and the history of their tribe. I was like, that's a really neat thing. So I wanted to pick it. But it, there was zero powers that worked for my character for it. So I went and changed it to something else. Mm. Um, yeah, and then um, Caesar, Kevin's character, is um, 
Which Raka is, and Bone Shadow. Raka, which is um Planet of Doom. What the fuck they're, is that? They're the shaman types. Yeah, yeah, he he communes with spirits and shit. Um for his um auspice, which is very much to do with Caesar, and if he didn't pick that, it would be hard to get that thing. My character isn't actually a Kahalith, I changed it to the Ithair. Okay. Which means unspirit. Yeah, it's a whole thing where it actually does matter in Werewolf way more. So you can't just be like, oh, I'll pick, I want this power, so I'm going to go back and change my auspice because it changes the fundamental way your character acts and yeah. everything. Okay. Um, what else do werewolves have? It's like, we have the return of the touchstones and. I uh, they have touchstones just like the other games do, listeners. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. nice to have like. Uh, there's strong duality, like, oh, you've got your flesh touchstone, you've got your spirit touchstone, you've got your blood archetype, you've got your bone archetype, it's nice duality there, so that part of the system has some good Yeah, whereas, um, yeah, because in Werewolf, both sides of the, like, yeah. humanity track, it's called Harmony, both sides are good, neither yeah. side is bad. You need to keep a balance, basically. Exactly, so you have stuff that pulls you to both sides. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your touchstones, you have one that ties you to the spirit and one that ties you to the physical world. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um... And then, yeah, just like in, uh, just like a <coughs> Mask and Dirge and stuff like that, you have a blood archetype and your bone yeah. archetype. And another thing wolves have, I guess, curve triggers, and I guess we can segue that into... Certain things will trigger you to go into murder rage. So werewolves have murder rages... Werewolves have five forms, and I'll go clockwise around them. Human form, dire human form. Human form is just your normal fucking person. Dire human form is your little more werewolfier, and whatever. Bigger, bulkier. Yeah, in the middle is werewolf form. You're a big fuck engine machine that'll destroy the world. After that is dire wolf. You're a horse-sized wolf, and after that is wolf. Okay. So if you go to werewolf form, you can only stay in werewolf form for so long. And if you stay in it too long, um, you go into a murder rage called... We'll get to the terminology. You go into murder rage, all right? And once you're in murder rage, everyone else has to check or they go into murder rage. And the more people in murder rage, the harder it is for other werewolves to not go into murder rage. And going into murder rage is less than ideal. Yes. Um, but when you're in werewolf form, you heal, like, all damage every turn and yeah. can't be heard and do super damage to everyone else, and it's astounding. It's yeah. a pretty rough engine of destruction. It's murder. Any other things can murder. Problem, though, um, when you're in murder rage, you're not allowed to target other werewolves in murder rage. Yeah. So if you're fighting other werewolves, that becomes a problem. And you specifically want to bash that other head, werewolves head in, and they also go to murder rage. You're just like, hey, we're buddies. Yeah, yeah. let's wreck the other shit. Yeah. Also, werewolves can just automatically go into murder rage, if I recall. So yeah. if, if you go into a murder rage, they can just be like, oh, I'll turn into one too. That way you can't hurt me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's murder rage. That's a thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, you have triggers to get, get you into them faster. Like, oh, and fun thing, it came up. Though, you'll see it, listeners. It's just a thing. It was fun. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about the terminology. Yeah. Okay. It's a Chronicles of Darkness game, right? So, Chronicles of Darkness and White Wolf 
is a little notorious for having its... I'm going to call it... Okay, it's proper nouns. It's one word, capitalized terms. I'm going to call it what it is. It's Klingon. <laughs> Vampire, you have your clan, your covenant. Discipline. Your disciplines. These things kind of describe what they are, though. You know, your clan is your vampire breed. Your covenant is your organization. Your disciplines are your magic. Your vitae. Vitae is the vampire pretentious word for blood. Um, the amaranth is called is a special word for diablery. Diablery is a special word for cannibalism. Uh, amaranth is actually the blood bond. Yeah. Oh, okay. Amaranth is a special term for being in a relationship that's wait, that's super wait, 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 vinculum. I was gonna say I think I'm wrong. Actually, yeah, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. I am wrong. Vinculum is the special term for being in an abusive relationship that's drug based. Facile and rotschrag. They cut those in Requiem 2. Yeah. Well, I remember first edition. Yeah, you remember first edition, you fuck. So, you know, they have Klingon. But the Klingon, for the most part in Vampire, isn't related to the mechanics. They don't call Blood Bond Vinculum. They call it the Blood Bond. And I think they'll, they'll switch between Vinculum every once in a while. I, I, this might be, a, this is probably going to be a nitpick for just our group. So uh, take it with a grain of salt, listeners yeah. who are on the fence, and listeners who are super pissed off. You're just going to have to bear down through this. Or so, don't. It's a bear dance! Bear dance. Also, Beninkiel, like those terms will mostly come up in the roleplay as a thing that, you know, higher yeah. vampires will do. Also, a, vin- a vinculum, if you watch Star Trek The Next Generation or Star Trek Voyager, you know what a vinculum is because uh, vinculum is kind of the word they use for the Borg central hub. Uh, plus, they're more Latin-based yeah, they're languages. More words. Therefore, for English players, it's easier because it's somewhat familiar. Yeah, yeah, that and also, yeah. Well, Kevin was saying. Yeah, Borg vinculum. Well, I just kind of started there. Um, in though, in the books for Werewolf, for vampire and mage and everything like that, the words are included, but they're not. Like, they'll be described anytime they come up. Whereas in Werewolf, it'll be like, Sisker, da, Kuruth, blah, 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 Wasuim. And you're like, what the fuck does any of this yeah, mean? When you're reading the book, it doesn't explain all the terms every time. You have to go back and be like, wait, what does this mean? Yeah, I, I was setting up the, the sort of thing for getting diving into the werewolf problem. So, yeah, as we've established, the, the books, like Nicole said, do kind of tell you the definition as you're going along, and they're, they're in a logical place. You know, blood bonds talk about blood bonds, so if you turn see vinculum there, you'll know it's blood bonds. Same with disciplines and all that shit. Mage was not as bad either. Mage basically kept its fucking pants on with the Klingon stuff. It didn't it didn't yeah. throw it out way too much. I always kind of knew what we were talking about. So, like, you know, Mostly because Mage reads more like a technical manual because of all the high-level... Stuff yeah. you have to do with the powers. Maybe set. like your mage clans are a bit clandestine to remember. And... Quick, name one mage clan. Go, Moros. Obrunumas. Mastagos. They all, they all sound <laughs> roughly the same, so you can kind of tell. It's like, oh, this same is with the this tiger. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so we get to Werewolf. And uh, Werewolf is based on this cultural thing. Like, not any one particular culture. It's not a ridiculous Native American pastiche like it was in Werewolf the Apocalypse. Because, oh, fucking lols. <laughs> but the concept of a culture, of a people, of a pack, of an organization, of a thing that you're a part of. You know, there's a word for, for, for like, Italian mobsters, for, like, gangsters, right? And it's a word they use other than mafia. They call omerta? It, yeah, I was about to... Sorry. Yeah. They call it omerta. And it just translates roughly to our thing. 
And that's kind of what Werewolf is. Werewolf is about being a part of a thing that is Omerta. It's our thing. But it's not like being Italian. It's not being a stupid 90s Native American ripoff that will... That's, it's just so bad. It's just... You, you are these people who are part of this ancient culture that transcends borders and, and location. And to play that up, they, they make the pack that you're a part of important. They make the, the words and the, the things important to have relevance because they've built kind of a culture whole cloth that's fairly universal. So werewolf culture is based off the spirit world and it's based off Father Wolf and Mother Moon and Helios, the sun, and... The words themselves, um, I remember one of the developers talking about this. Uh, there's a way where you can take words that are Babylonian, essentially, like really old, like root word stuff that come from the origins of language. And there's filters and techniques you can run them through to update them kind of to modern versions of Latin and English. How the language would have drifted over time. Yeah, there's a way kind of to modernize and drift them automatically. And what they did is they took Babylonian and they ran that reverse through it to make it older because you're able to kind of predict language drift in either direction. <coughs> so the words in Werewolf aren't based on any language you will ever know. They're based on stuff, they're based on Babylonian that has been fictitiously obscured. So like the spirit <coughs> world, it's called the Hissel. Um, um, the Hunt is called Siskel. The Hunt is called Siskel Dull. Um, uh, Blood Rage is called Kurath. And there's two versions of it. Wasuim and Basuim. Yeah, Wasuim and Basuim. Like, you can tell there's a language there. Like, the way the words kind of relate to each other. There's something there. There's a language. But it's fucking everywhere. And every single little thing has an alternate term. And as you listen to this podcast, I try to throw as many words as possible into a few sentences. And it's Klingon. It's indecipherable. It's made up. I mean, it's even worse when you have a paragraph talking about something important and use both terms and sometimes you're not sure whether it's the same thing or not. Yeah, th- there was a time where I thought that uh, Wasu'im and Kuruth were two different types of things werewolves entered into. Or we're talking about the spirit world and so on, there was something there. Yeah, I thought that the gauntlet was the Hissel and that the spirit world was like the Zathur. Because Zathur is the word for the gauntlet. But I thought all four existed independent of each other. Yeah. And I, I brought this up to people who know Werewolf and like Werewolf, and I think Werewolf is fine. This is not us saying Werewolf's... Um, this is not us being like, oh man, Werewolf's so terrible, because it clearly didn't work for us, but the polish is there, so we'll get that out of the way. But when they're talking about it, they're like, oh yeah, well there's an entire index section that you can read through that gives you all the terms and stuff, and it's like, that's fine, but that means I need two different versions of the book open, one on the index or one on a wiki page and the other on the actual book as I'm going through it. You need to print that page up and have it right next to you while you're reading it. It's like, I don't have time for that. I don't want to do that. And it's, it's a real turnoff because these terms are seeded through the whole book. And I think it's important that those terms are seeded through the whole book because the idea that you're part of this culture with a capital C, this, this thing that exists that you share with the other characters in the game, I think it's really important to, to spotlight that in a way that the previous versions of Werewolves didn't and make it distinct, and not make it a jean jacket bead Native American ripoff, to make it an actual distinct thing that's well, strange and alien. I mean, thematically, I understand what they're going for, that this is all their first language, first tongue of Werewolf's actual thing, as a primal language that, you know, older than time itself. Thematically, yes, it's interesting, but in practice, it's a steep learning curve, Exactly. Oh, that's really it's, 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 interesting, it's interesting 
to have that in the game. It's not helpful when you're trying to learn what the system is and learn what the rules are and how everything works, and they're throwing those terms in there, and you have to decipher it as a player trying to read the book. Yeah, I think I think if we were like, I don't know, I think if we were college people who were like getting together a couple days a week just to shoot the shit in between classes and we all had the book, and we were just shoot going back and forth asking each other questions and learning about it, I'm pretty sure we could do a pretty good attempt on Werewolf if, we're, if Werewolf was going to be the only game we ran. Like, every week we'd get together and do a session of Werewolf in a study room or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the learning curve of the language would melt away because we would be picking up so much stuff. But the way we're doing these games is we're doing these games pretty casually. Like, we're just kind of picking them up and trying to get surface-level information and move on. Yeah. And Werewolf is not a game that I imagine I would ever want to run at a con. Or maybe run for a maybe run for a you know an RPG day in an RPG uh, game store. It has so much front loaded into it, and especially with customizing the pack and your characters and your backstory, that this is a game that you actually have to put some work into before you run it, so it'll actually sing instead of kind of muddle. I mean, this is the third game we've done. We've picked up Vampire really quickly because well, we had experience. Yeah. We didn't I think, know. I think vamp, uh, just to, sorry to cut you off, I think Vampire, we went from deciding to run Vampire to running Vampire within a week or two. Yeah, and that was with us building the baseline characters for all the splats and applying the Vampire Devil and the Devil and everything else. The one quick Mage, Mage yeah, Mage we didn't know anything about, and it was conceivable time. No, it was like, I don't know. What? Two or three weeks. Yeah. Mage, I didn't know dick about Mage. In fact, we had run with a GM that was atrocious. And, uh, I don't think Nicole was a part of it, but this was way back in the day. Way back in the day. And this GM ran Mage, the Awakening First Edition, and he lied about it, and basically mm-hmm. ran it like Ascension, but he ran it like a piece of shit, uh, terrible <laughs> GM who punished you with Paradox for everything and made your spells fizzle. And like, if you had like a Heart Valve inside of you that was magic, the Heart Valve would fail because even if mortals couldn't see it, that being around would make magic fail. He was dumb. And he ruined my perspective of Mage until I went to the Chronicles of Darkness Discord and started asking questions about Mage 2E and they helped clear all that stuff up. So we went from actually not even... Na- we, didn't go, we didn't start from zero. I started from a negative value about Mage. Had to get a bunch of misconceptions cleared up. Had to learn the complicated spellcasting system. Had to learn about the different worlds and Awakening and all that. And then do character creation and NPC creation and learn about the factions. And we were able to do a half-decent mage game that we were all really rare to go yeah. for within like two or three weeks. Yeah. And how long did it take us to make Werewolf? Okay, so you guys, if you're just coming off of Mage, you probably still heard the air conditioner in the background, which places Mage around July-August. Uh, we're just wrapping up Werewolf today, even though this is the first session. The very last session of Werewolf wrapped up in November. Yeah. It took a long time for us to actually be able to sit down and look at Werewolf. And a lot of it was just not wanting to engage with the, the, the fucking Klingon. It, like, any time we'd have to pause to read about something, um, I don't know how the book's structured, but the, it seems like there's a lot of drift of terms and drift of sections. Like, XP is a section, but there's oh. a section in another place, or like... Oh, the, okay. The book itself. We have in this nice PDF. We're looking at it. There are all those bookmarks. You're thinking, oh, this will be great. No, the bookmarks are terrible. Each of them are is named something like, oh, Body of the Wolf or you know, Mythic History, what have you. It's like, oh, what do you want to convey? Like, what's Spirit of the Wolf? Oh, this is your actual powers. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, the chapter yeah. labels. Oh my god. Plus, yeah. hey, I'm using a dark team. And the main labels are brown, which means they're basically in- invisible. Yeah, that might just be our PDF viewer, yeah. which I don't think that's 
fair to hold against them. But let me point this out. Chapter 3 is called Laws of the Kill, right? So it has your character creation rules in it, okay? It also has subheadings. Soul of the Wolf, Body of the Wolf, Spirit of the Wolf, Spirit Magic, um, and that's about the whole chapter. So you do making a monster for character creation. It gives you a couple of rules for how beats and primal urge and rights and experience happen. And they're like, okay, so uh, you want to learn about shapeshifting. Where would you go? You have to go Body to... Body of the Wolf? Yeah, you have to go to Body of the Wolf. You know, you want to know about raising essence or about Kuruth. You have to go to Spirit of the Wolf. Yeah, also you it's have like spirit, spirit and soul, soul, right? Where would you go for touchstones? Uh, soul? Yeah, yeah, actually, you got that right. Um, yes. This is after reading the book, though, yeah. so that's not fair. Yeah, the the, the, the bookmarks are really um, indecipherable for what... Like, you're like, oh, I want to find this. I'll go to the side tab. And it's like, oh, you want to find where clans are in, in Vampire? It'll be under the clans fucking section. So what's Shadow and Spirit? What? What do you think the Shadow and Spirit is about? What are Shadow and Spirit? Shadow and Spirit is a bookmark. What do you think it goes to? The ghost world, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, it's 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 hard. Yeah. Uh, what's for... You know what? No, I'm not, we're not going to play this game with Nicole. <laughs> we're not going to play this game. Get out of our childhood, David yeah. Lane. Guys, structure is better. Give it some names that actually mean something to people. You know, really, I don't want to give any critique to Werewolf. I don't even want to say it's a bad game that people shouldn't try out. I just want people to know that it's a lot of work. Yeah. And there's actually a really good book for Werewolf called The Pack. And The Pack was a lot better at explaining how werewolf culture, dynamics, and packs work. By giving you example packs and ways to build them. And a fun framing device to get that all set up. Uh, really, the, the werewolf, I'm just not interested in it. Like, I, I really try to be interested. I read the book. We sat down. We did four goddamn sessions of it, plus this intro. I just, it doesn't appeal to me. Nothing of it sticks. Nothing of it feels like I care about it. But if you were to sit down and put the effort in, if you were to, you know, read the pack, do the creation, actually read through the book, you know, uh, a fair amount, because so, you're going to be running this, you know, if this was a game you are going to run for like a year or a year and a half, you know, 52 yeah. sessions or something. The book is structured in a way that you would be fine. You would, you would pick it up quick. You know, this stuff would eventually, this, this would fade away. I think our major standing complaint is this is not a game that you could do as a pickup game. You cannot surface skin werewolf and get away with it with a larger, broader understanding of how the yeah. game works. I do also think that um, if you already really like werewolves, like if you're into, if you really want to play a werewolf game or like you already really like werewolves. Or a Bigfoot game. Yeah, you're going to be way more into this book. Yeah. We went into it not really wanting to have werewolves. So it kind of poisoned it to begin with. I mean, I don't, I don't, just werewolves aren't interesting to me. You're a man and you're a dog. I, there's not a lot there. Yeah, exactly. But other people, they really like werewolves. Mm. Like, oh, I like they... werewolves, and this book just wasn't, this is just mm. enough for me. See, what I miss, and I'm probably the only person who misses this, mm. was in the previous incarnation of werewolf from the old world of darkness, you could be aware of whatever, and that where whatever potential. Is, that is a lot more fun. Yeah. Right? Like your eyes light up like, oh my god, I'm going to be aware of... Shark! No. Yes? Okay, yes. But I'm like, where, um, uh, um, the little beepers. Ah, sugar glider! Yeah, where sugar glider? Like, the full moon! <laughs> <laughs> the full moon! I'm the sugar glider monster! I mean, the... Where sheep? <laughs> I mean, the first New World of Darkness book alluded to someone being a were swan. So. <laughs> honk, honk. Oh no! Yes. Guys, it's back! A horse-sized swan. It's gonna end your life. But 
you know, new werewolf or werewolf the forsaken tree didn't do that um and that's fine you know it's it's structured thematically about being a wolf being an apex predator being a hunter yeah. being you know this this super ginger snaps freak monster that's going to end your life and dealing with spirits and communing with yeah. nature and all that shit i get it and it makes a lot of sense and it's fine werewolves just aren't that interesting to me it's one of the weaker universal monster movies Pretty much, like, oh. if you're into combat, sure, werewolf. If you're into the spirit world and the connection between the spirit world and the real world, yeah, probably werewolf is your jam. Then again, you could also do the same with mage, technically. I mean, <laughs> mages... Mages are someone that can just kind of have to plan ahead of time, or else they're going to get murdered. Yeah. With a werewolf, it's like, we're going to jump you, werewolf, and it's like, you should not have done that. <laughs> and then they go into, you know, murder rage, and it's ten uninterrupted minutes of them healing healing to 100% every turn and doing murder damage. It still yeah. would have been really hard for us to do anything to a werewolf if, if they attack. If, like, we came across one in mage, like, we would have been fucked. Even if we planned, it would have been sanity. hard. You throw insanity effects at it, because you can't heal that. Oh. Or, drop it in lava. Like throw it outside. Fair, you have teleport powers at that point, so... It'd be like a Scooby-Doo or But uh... still, though. Yeah. No, if you guys were locked in a room with a raging werewolf, it would uh, it would have not gone well for you mages. Not yeah. gone well for you vampires. Yeah. Werewolves, werewolves can throw. <laughs> we're trying to fight that one guy in a... With the Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a werewolf a built for combat. Act, right? <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's really it. Werewolf just didn't do it for us, gang. Um, I, I, if I were to have to... If someone were to be like, Hey, Devin, sit down and run, you know, 52 sessions of Werewolf and make it like a game that we do every week, probably something more rewarding would come out of it. You know, we could really... Like, the pack creation stuff, the intro shit, you know, all the different music. Oh, my God, listeners, the music. Werewolves of London, Hungry Like the Wool. There's just so much potential there, unironically. But uh, it just didn't work. And I think that's the end of us talking and complaining about Werewolf. And we'll move this on to part two. Yep. Which is talk about your characters while I browse the internet and interject things. <laughs> so, who wants to start talking about their character and then being a werewolf this time around? Well, I guess I can start. Alright, Peter. You can start. <laughs> so, um, since Fyodor is way older than other characters, and our assumption was that, hey, we're the same people until we, something supernatural happens to us last month, then he technically couldn't be a you know, pure-born werewolf because, hey, he's too old for this shit if he only trade last month. So I think there's another way of becoming a werewolf, which is you are subjected to some other werewolf powers and so on. So I was thinking, hey, you know, he encountered a werewolf, roughed him up, he also became a werewolf, and that played into some of our other people in the pack that also got roughed up in the similar incident, it seems. Which, yeah, we got some people that became dragon blooded. Dragon Wolf blooded because of some incident. So, probably it was ready to do someone at the Freemasons gathering or whatever, turning, roughing people up. Might have been uh, Tsuyoshi Saito, one of our people from the pack. Yeah, Saito turned you. He bit you, yeah. and instead of becoming a wolf, blood, you became a werewolf. Whatever, that's probably how it works. We don't care. <laughs> Something like that. He's, four, he's over 40, and he became a werewolf. Let it go. Yeah. So, Fyodor is a, a lot of Iron Master, which means he's the mediator in the group. 
it has the power to calm someone down in case they go to the death rage uh, form. And yeah, he's all focused about the people side of things, so detecting lies and making deals and stuff like that, exciting like. Um, yeah, he his blood archetype is a fox, so he wants to stay away from trouble. His bone archetype is a community organizer, which means that he wants people to work out the differences by talking before going, you know, murdering people. Um, his flesh touch stone is the Grand Lodge of the Freemasons. You know, it's pretty important for him. And his spirit touch stone is a locus he has. With the uh, merits that I took, that he has a Brahman style um, garden in, in his place. And that's where the Pax Locus is at to help us go to the other side. And yeah. Still the same Fyodor, still a mason. And that's roughly it, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not much there. Freemasons are werewolf cultists this time, and uh, that goes well. It goes Perfect. Well. It goes perfectly well. Yeah. I can't wait for them to be Prometheum cultists. <laughs> and then demon cultists. And then yeah. changeling cultists. So easy to be a changeling cultist. What did you say, Kevin? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. They're so, gonna be all like they're the kindly ones from beyond the hedge. Yes, the hedge. <laughs> Putting out milk saucers for Fyodor. <laughs> it's like here you go. It's like can't you just give me a cup of Joe with milk in it? And they're like milk saucers. That's what you love. <sighs> so yeah, who else wants to go next? Uh, I'll go next. So Kaiser uh, turned. Roughly around the same time in Vampire, where a vampire attempted to turn him, hmm. he sensed it coming. Rebecca. 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 He, uh, she used a power on him, like domination or whatever, and immediately he freaked out and turned into a werewolf because he was in a tense situation with the supernatural. Yeah. And he's probably one of the one of the. He's the only one of the group who I think has been aware of wolf blooded for like ever. Yeah, in this version, he's wolf-blooded. Uh, don't think about it, listeners. Don't think about it too hard. Well, he's probably the type of wolf-blooded that doesn't have the crazy stuff. Like, maybe you had, like, the... A really minor one. Yeah. Because yeah. wolf, uh, wolf-blooded can become other things, I recall, so they're not, like... Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about it. So, yeah, he became one. He is an Araka Bone Shadow. Bone Shadow are kind of stealthy, if I recall, and Araka are the shaman type. I, I may be wrong, but that's... Much what I based it off of. No, wait, no. Araka are the stealth types. Oh, did I get that backwards? And your bone shadows are spirit, spirity. Yeah. Because my, cause we're basically switched. Right. And my tribe is hunter and darkness, which is definitely a stealth thing. Right. So. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's. Uh, well, he's got his two touchstones. He ha uh, has a loon who he communes with and kind of keeps that away from the group because loons are kind of heretical to talk to and be friends with. They're bad for business. And his his other touchstone, like in most of the other games, are his parents. His parents make a triumphant return to the big screen. And... What's his blood and body type, or blood and bone? Archaeotypes. Oh, oh no. Monster and group guru. So when he's in his, you know, when he's hunting, he likes to terrify people and do horrible things. <laughs> and when he's otherwise just around his pack, he likes being the guy who gives advice. 
What triggers you? <laughs> you can't use that word in 2017. Uh, supernatural powers being used on them. Uh, being around other supernaturals, and then because we're close to harmony, it's when they use their powers on you. Right, yeah, so other supernatural types. Um, is that everything? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, Leo Kelly. Um, I think she must have been a, a wolf-blooded as well, actually. Just because, like, she turned just because of a really stressful situation. Yeah. But, I she's, think, but she's a lot older than I think you can turn into a werewolf without being wolf-blooded. Yeah, I don't... Well, only if you get bitten or whatever, but I didn't. So... If you get bitten, you turn to a wolf-blooded, and then you become... Yeah, or maybe I'll I, I don't think wolf blood flipped to werewolves. It's not. It shows how much we read the book. Yeah, read the book. And I mean, I've read it a bunch of times to figure out how wolf blood and stuff works. I mean, just don't retain <laughs> anything. There are options to become a wolf blood if you weren't born one, and there are options to become a werewolf if you weren't necessarily born one. Yeah, because yeah. they, they cut the having to be born like it from Apocalypse, because that was insane. Yeah. So yeah, um, Leo Kelly was at her shop one day for like little herbal magic shop that she had and uh her friend from church alice whose father had recently gone missing was there uh, they were talking and then the gang that leo works with came in the back because she had her illegal like met back alley bed thing happening and one of their members had been stabbed and he was losing all the blood and they need to help me and alice was there freaking out because holy crap there's these like gang members here what's going on my character freaked out a bit turned into a werewolf Killed a whole lot of them. Like, she killed Alice yeah. and a lot of that gang. Um, she is a. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. I T H A E U R. So, Ithayer? Yeah. Um, which is the. Um, like, you commune with the spirits and stuff. Uh, and then her tribe is Hunter in Darkness, which means she's stealthy when she's hunting. It's basically what those two things mean. Um, Spirit Touchstone is the future self, which means that she's basically has a, a spirit that represents her future as like a really good werewolf that follows her around. Uh, it looks kind of like an idealized version of her that like is the perfect Aratha, the perfect werewolf type thing. And it's like, you know, it looks disappointed. It starts to fade if she starts being too human-y. Um, her physical touchstone is the old gang, which is the Turks folks she used to hang out with. You know, especially after a few of their members went missing, uh, they're keeping closer tabs on their uh, their members, trying to socialize with them more, stuff like that. So they're hanging around. Uh, Blood archetyped is relentless, which means that uh, basically when they're hunting, she's not going to stop until she finishes it. Uh, even if the rest of the party gives up, basically. Um, and then her bone archetype is the pack mate, which means uh, basically loyalty to the pack is really important to them. Um, and don't laugh, because that dick was betraying it, and that's why she got so angry. I'm not. I'm only laughing because it was so great that it came up. Yeah. Like, that so, was yeah. hilarious, because so, yeah. no, no one else realized. Um, so yeah, that basically means that... Uh, that's the important thing to her. I don't know how else what else to say about that. That's basically it. Uh, our gang, like our people, kind of my the gang that my person was helping, basically got subsumed into the werewolf pack, 
and they're either part of the pack or they, the lower members are just, you know, still the members of the game but were kind of in control. Um, she became more into the crime stuff because she's part of a gang now. Actually, like, legit, like, making a lot more of the drugs she was making, stuff like that. And we own a casino. Oh, not a casino, an arcade. An arcade. So, a casino for children. So I guess we should talk about the pack now. I mean... Oh, shit, we do, because well, we... Damn it, we said we would, too, in the, <laughs> okay, the next it came episode. up so little, though. So, no, like... That's fine, I just have to bring okay. a list up. So, it's not a big deal. the basic premise was like, hey, let's do something different, let's not go to Tell and Squib again, you know, this thing. So, like, hey, we're running our drug empire. We're peddling some drugs. Empire. So, quote, unquote. We're peddling some drugs, and we have a gang that does it out of an arcade. The Primal Beast, was it? Altered Beast, Beast, based off the, I want to say, Sega Genesis console. Yeah. Alright, so the Wolf Pack, um, basically everyone got to write up their own dudes because there's a point system involved from the pack and it's really neat and fun. Um, yeah, I don't know, do you want me to go over these well, guys? Um, I guess we we'll started because that's, the first one is basically your character. Which one? The Bernard. I mean, he wasn't really my character. I oh. just needed a guy that was tied to Monarch, which never came up. Okay, so these guys bought two other Urathra for the pack. One's called Bernard Winter. He is a Rahu, Rahu blood, blood talon. He's old. He was in Vietnam. He has ties to Monarch from Age and had this whole kind of thing we were setting up for that that never really played out, you know? Um... Rahu means he's the leader, um, he, he's the Dawncast. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> the one. And he's a blood talent, which means that he hunts down other uh, werewolves that have gone bad, essentially. That's his sacred animal that he hunts. Man. No, other werewolves. His is man. Turns out it's man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's his shtick. He is a bit, and he's writing this pack. He came here for the monarch stuff and put the pack together from these people who just, you know, were fresh werewolves and he had other people that he knew and it all just kind of came together. Uh, after him, there's Tsuyoshi Saito, who is a guy... Like, he's a Catholic Stormlord. Yeah, yeah, he's a... Okay, so Tsuyoshi Saito is one of my characters. When we are doing the overview of the characters, the basic backstory of human forms, I wrote him up as, you know, his friend, you know, the guy that helped him establish the Freemason Lodge. I feel like, hey, you know, that'd be a nice character to pick up and plug in somewhere. So I made him into a werewolf. He's uh, more socially focused. We wanted someone to be the face of the organization, to be, you know, trying to get the higher circles of people. So it said, hey, he hangs out with celebrities and tourists and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so just like Fyodor, he's a high-ranking member of the Freemasons, which comes up. And yeah, he, you know, he's the reason why Fyodor is a werewolf and why a couple other characters are wolf-blooded. And, you know, he feels bad for biting some people, murdering some stuff and so on and so on. So, yeah. He's a Kahalith, which means that he's the storyteller of the group, which makes sense because he's the face. And he is a, um, Sto what? Stormlord? Stormlord. Which means that you are relentless in the hunt, and you don't let people tend to your injuries when yeah. you're hurt. You do save the face, you yes. know. Stiff. Gotta be strong, stiff upper lip. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that dude. Yep. Whatever. 
literally whatever. Um, okay, the wolf bullet. Uh, yeah, okay, let's go down the wolf blood list real quick. We just want to give a brief intro. We don't need all the people. Yeah, just important. important. Fucking Chad is here. Yes. Yeah, Chad from Mage is here. He's a Freemason, and he was always a wolf blooded. Don't think about it. <laughs> Who had, like, a second skin. He has a, he has a fucking blankie he wears to turn into a wolf, I guess. Yep. Uh, he's a big mess that knows karate and surfs and wears puka shell necklaces. He's just a big mess. And everyone hates him, and his dad owns a dealership, and he's part of the Freemasons. Done. That's Chad. His name is Chad. He looks like someone named Chad. <laughs> I picture a listener wiping a tear from your eye. Fuck you, Chad! <laughs> Change your name. Get out of my childhood. Okay. Uh, after that, we got Finn Gray, who was Kevin's uh, wolf-blooded. He's an ex-cop and an ex-crime scene investigator from Britain. And he speaks with a terrible Glasgow voice that I'm not going to replicate here right now. <laughs> and he's just a competent wolf-blooded. That's his thing. He's a cop. A road warrior with a righteous cause. Whatever. Uh, after that, we have M, which is the gang leader of Nicole's gang from the drug dealer people. And he was bitten, so he has a horrific bite mark. And he's wolf-blooded now. Um, and there's a few other gang members. No, we still have Gloria... Oh, uh, yeah, Gloria Shanko, the psychologist who never came up. Never came up. She also got bitten by Tsuyoshi. And that's she... it. Oh, and then there's the spirit of your pack. Oh, yeah. An intoxication spirit called Mary Jane. Yes. We're going to have a hell of a time. Mary Jane and I are going to have a hell of a time on your glider. <laughs> yeah. We have a couple humans, but they aren't all that interesting or important. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all fine. And then we've got our antagonists. So the antagonists were an anti-drug task force that was just put together by Caesar's dad, Caesar Senior. Senior, Senior, Caesar. Kaiser Fergus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just a task force that was investigating the plot and the cocaine fizz yeah. in Atlantis 1. And they would have become like this rival thing interfering with them. And it had been a game of cat and mouse and stuff. It didn't quite, you know, come to fruition. It's fine. But it's Caesar and some other people, including that guy that was just like Charlie Chaplin, who wears an owl costume called Hootie the Crime Owl. Yeah, that's a that's breakaway a, character. He's a breakaway character. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be in Promethean. He's gonna be Hootie the Dead Man. <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. That'll be him. He'll be like a stuffed puffer fish, and he'll shoot out spikes at you. And now he's just a Mega Man villain. <laughs> Fabergé Eggman. So yeah, all together we made like 12 people in our pack. We've got five werewolves, four wolf-blooded, just a bunch, bunch of, of humans. And we've got like six antagonists, seven or something like that. So yeah, basically if you're playing with the pack, you will make a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess it can suddenly overwhelm me after a while, that there's so many people that technically hang together and do stuff together. It's a pretty integral part of werewolf, too. Yeah. But I mean, in... In Vampire, the creation of the NPCs is purely on the GM, yeah. whereas in Werewolf, it's a group thing, so that's actually kind of helpful. Yeah, but, uh, well, in stuff like Vampire, they're basically mostly uh, autonomous beings that do their own stuff, so this is like, oh, this is your family, and then you can also have the NPCs that are not part of your pack that will also be the similar amount. So, you know, it's interesting. It definitely plays to the teams of Werewolf that you're this adopted family here. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's roughly it. 
yeah, those are the characters and the NPCs and stuff. And Caesar's dad showed up and so did his mom, and it was embarrassing. It was great. Yeah. Margo. Margo. Their characters become more caricaturish every inter every roundabout we go, depending <laughs> on the amount of horror and drama that's involved. <laughs> uh, Vampire was fairly uh, heartwarming, you know, where Caesar was a dead man and he was just playing fucking putting together a puzzle with them. Yeah, because we needed those touchstones, we needed the willpower because we couldn't just sleep it off because we're dead. Dead. A dead man. Um... Alright, so introduction to the game, introduction to the characters, and well, I guess we'll just briefly talk about what we did. So, yeah. the game suggests that you start the game off with a funeral. We started the game off with a funeral for a extra party member that was killed, just some old dude who died. Mule. Mule. Um, then after the that, we did a bit of spirit stuff. They fought a spider spirit called Spider's George, who was a statistical outlier that shouldn't have been included in the data set. And so we got a brief jump into the spirit world, where people got to take a look at you know, just the shallowest bits of that. And that was interesting. Spider and rat spirits are like the most horrifying things ever and are another sub-villain for werewolves. So read up on those guys. Um, and then just dealing with the Freemasons, inter-party conflict, blood rage, um, magic powers a bit here and there. That's it, you know, very brief kind of glance. We have roughly run the gamut. Yeah, we did a little bit of everything. A very little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We got the taste for the wealth we needed. Yeah, like if I were ever to run a longer werewolf game, I know exactly what we need to do and what we'd have to invest and commit to it and what kind of stories you would create for werewolf. Which is fine. And the type of stories, yeah, they're they're more ground level focused. That's the thing, like, even really the werewolf, it's interesting to learn that the werewolves also sometimes jump in people that aren't werewolves. So if you want to have a multi-splat pack. Yeah, that's totally a thing you can do. Oh, yeah, that's totally supported. Like, like yeah. if you want to have vampires or mages as part of the pack, that's totally a thing that's allowed. Yeah. And encouraged in some areas. It's a much better crossover splat than Beast ever was. Because actual attempts and writing and word count have been put towards making things integrate in a more holistic way. As opposed <coughs> to Beasts automatically being everyone's friend and Beasts automatically getting superpowers just from being in the presence of the other splats doing their thing. Uh, the pack actually, the book, the pack, which helps integrate the other supernaturals, actually brings up the problems faced with all the other supernaturals, like Prometheans and vampires, and shows you the the complications with integrating them with a full pack and how to get around them and how to kind of deal with them. Hmm. So yeah, you know, uh, yeah, Werewolf's good. It's a really good one. It's one of the three main pillars. It does a completely different thing from the other two. Yep, you don't change under the moon unless you take that specific tripper. So. You don't change under the, can't change under the moon if you blow up the moon. <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to talk about with Werewolf. Um, you guys think of anything? Any comments? Huh? Oh. It's an okay game. It's not that thing, unfortunately. I, Werewolf would work better. I think this is my, my final kind of... <coughs> my, my final takeaway is Werewolf would work better <coughs> if it was a full Werewolf game. Yes. And also, if you made characters from the get-go, yeah, yeah, these characters are not the type that are easily integrated into a werewolf type. But that was the whole point of doing this. The whole point oh, yeah. was seeing what the strengths were, even if they we didn't play to them in the game itself. We, mm -hmm. I would know just from this brief kind of brush with werewolf and the frustrating parts of it we ran into how to do a good werewolf game <clears throat> and where uh, what, what kind of flavor it would like be the tastes of. I am getting less and less tolerant of 
large mechanical chassis for doing things that end up being insignificant. Like combat being so complicated and having so many options, so much granularity and so much fiddliness for what will amount to only a couple turns of combat because of how lethality goes in World of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Lethality exists. I mean, you'll lose half your health track in one good hit. Yeah. Um, but that is something that's just tied into Chronicles of Darkness being an, being an artifact of White Wolf game design. Um, I think it's something that's been around since the early 90s, and it's something that games that are made new in whole cloth are kind of starting to avoid. Like, Powered by the Apocalypse, when we ran through it, everything in Powered by the Apocalypse has a purpose, and you're not really... You're not making pointless rolls. And you're not making we combat... We rolled at all. <laughs> we barely really rolled at all. And when combat broke out... Every role of in the combat was changing the fundamental scenario the players were involved in. Just as much as saying, you know, doing a social thing or doing like a, a you know, getting out of like a dangerous situation was. Yeah. It, it had the same kind of weight on the fiction. And I think combat in World of Darkness suffers from just the old style game design. I mean, it's still polished because, hey, the second edition, they did make things... It's polished. I just mean... Fundamentally, I think it's it's tied into the old White Wolf way. Um, because every role in, in a combat in Chrome Stars doesn't really matter. Like, it's not as important. You're, you kind of just have to get a rhythm going and then you're fine. But uh, it, it, it has nothing to do with Werewolf. It's just something It's I'm not a problem with Werewolf. It's just our type of thing that we like. It's something less... that exists in that type of game. So it's not a really problem with it. It's just a thing that exists, like a bug or a feature. But like I was saying, it's just a preference of ours. Yeah. But we don't like games that are very rulesy heavy. Well, not all of us do. <laughs> well, I mean, Peter does like games that are like has more like rules uh. and like math, but like not everyone, not all of us do. <laughs> it really depends on what I'm in the mood for and what kind of story. Like, and for, for Chronicles of Darkness, which kind of builds itself as the interpersonal, like, relationship kind of game on all these different levels, the robustness and the, 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 the complexity of combat detracts from that. If combat was as easy and breezy as the doors system and the way, like, the social system we didn't really use, if it was if it was kind of more like that and had, like, all of its mechanics were kind of tied into influencing that in a way, I mean, that might work better. But I guess... In the comment, maybe not said that bad, but unfortunately with werewolves, hey, if you get into an argument, things get heated up, and you might end up in combat, especially with the other werewolves, and then things are degenerating from there, I suppose. Yeah, and then you have to break up like the books and start doing fucking yeah. math. So but that's fine. So also you have so many options, and they're all over the book, so you have to keep jumping around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the last combat we had, it took half an hour to do two, three turns. Yeah. Before things started becoming irrelevant. Yup. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it was. But, I think that's it, you know? Werewolf is definitely not the high note. Uh, I think if we, I'm glad we did Werewolf last. I think if we did Werewolf first or God forbid second, we would never would have gotten a mage. Yeah. Um, and it would have fucking fishtailed this entire experiment. Like we had a bunch of episodes backlogged uh, I, I was going to wait until Werewolf was done before we started <laughs> releasing whole episodes. And that would mean that it would be here in November that we'd just start doing Creeper and Rash Monitoring Buffet being released. So, Jeez. Yeah, I'm really glad it was the last thing we did. For this set. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, I think that's it. I think we're done. Yeah. So, I was Devin. Nicole. Kevin. And Peter. This is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. Thank you.